You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org.
says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight.
So last week we started a series uh, going through the book of Romans. The book of Romans is a, is a very rich letter that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And it, it centers on, it, its emphasis is how do we get right? How, how do we get right with God? How do we get right in our lives? And uh, we find that our righteousness uh, comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus accomplished everything that no man could ever accomplish, what no religion can accomplish, what no philosophy can accomplish. Uh, and what he accomplished was that he conquered the grave. Uh, he overcame sin and, and he gave us life, eternal life with God the Father. But even more than that, he gave us an abundant life. And this is good news. Uh, we can celebrate this good news and, and we need good news. Uh, I wanted to teach and to preach uh, outside of our campus here in Oracle. Uh, and the reason for that is behind, directly behind me is uh, Mount Lemon and, and, and the Catalina Mountains run through, through that mountain range right there. Uh, one of the things is that it is a beautiful place, but right now uh, we have been impacted here in this, in this area uh, through the, with a Bighorn Fire. And the Bighorn Fire has burned over 30,000 acres. In fact, uh, the town of Oracle was put on an alert and uh, it was uh, uh, the, the get ready alert uh, to evacuate. Uh, and we're not on goal, which means evacuate now, but it was get ready uh, in case the fire worsens. So uh, I, I really want to pray for all the hot shots. I want to pray for all the first responders, all the, uh, you know, we've got the, these uh, airplanes that are going up, helicopters that are, that are fighting this fire. And so let's pause right now and just pray over every person involved. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for um, you being a God of, of, uh, of mercy and a God of grace, and you care about everything that we go through. Right now, we want to we wanna just take a moment, Lord God, and pray for every, uh, every hot shot, Lord, everyone that is fighting this, this, this enormous fire, Lord God. I pray you give them safety. Uh, you give them, uh, uh, give them the ability to navigate, the courage to be able to get through this, Father. And I also want to pray, Lord, for the first responders. I want to pray for everyone involved. I want to pray for our communities, Lord God. I want to pray that you keep us safe. Uh, and I pray, Lord God, to the God of creation that, that you will send your rain, Father, physical rain as well as spiritual rain, Lord God, to, to soften our hearts and to, and to bring healing to this land. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we talked about celebrating good news uh, last week, uh, we, we learned that the reason that we can celebrate it is because it is God's good news. And it's rooted in the living word. In other words, uh, the word that we read, the, the word of God is, is living, it's active, it's, it's moving. And it will, it will help us with every circumstance, with every situation that we're going through. No matter what the news feed that we're, that we're seeing every day uh, with pandemics, uh, with social injustice, with this fire, this natural disaster, all these things that are going on, the living word constantly roots us in good news. Uh, it's centered on Jesus Christ, and Jesus is a name that is above every other name, and everything will bow to Jesus Christ. And so it tells us that, that no matter what bad news we face, we have Jesus as our centerpiece as our anchor to anchor us to a foundation of good news this good news is for all people it's for every nation and all of the the bias and the prejudice is broken down 
uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our hearts are, are turned, our hearts that may be calloused and, and our hearts that may be, uh, have difficulty and prejudice and ugliness, they're changed into the love that comes from God. And it also calls us to a faith in action, an obedience to faith, just like God responded to a world in need by sending his son. And Jesus Christ was obedient to come to this earth and to live as a human and take on 100% human humanity. And yet he was 100% God. He was obedient and he went to the cross and he died for our sins. And because of that, uh, we're able to obtain complete forgiveness. That's good news. And he rose from the grave and, and he gives us life and he gives us an abundant life. And that's good news. But it, it calls us to have obedient faith, to be responsive in what we do. And so today, today I want to talk about God's call for us to love the church. The church are God's people. The church comes from the word called ecclesia. Ecclesia means those that have, that have been called out. Those that have been called out of the world, they've been, they've been brought out of a, a life of, of prejudice. They've been called out of a life of pride. They've been called out of a life of, of uh, materialism. They've been called out of a life of, of immorality. All of the things that we've been called out of into this relationship with God, the ecclesia. If, you're, if you speak Spanish, you remember going to the iglesia. Voy para la iglesia para hacer oración, a rezar. Well, that, just, that word comes from ecclesia, the church. And so as we come, you need to know that, that God's love comes into the church. Not, not a building, not a physical building, but a, a people, people that are called by his name. God's people meet in different buildings. They meet in homes, but we are, we are not a building. We're God's people. And God's love comes into the church. And, and God's love should reside in the church. And then God's love should permeate and go out from the church. It should go out from God's people into this world. And so I want us to start out by uh, uh, going to the text for today, which is Romans chapter 7, verses, uh, through verse 13. And here's what Paul writes. He says, To all in Rome who are loved by God, let me pause and say that's the church. And they're called to be his holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. There's a lot to unpack from this beautiful passage right here. And uh, what I see, uh, I see five reasons that God calls us to love the church. The first reason that I see is that we love the church because God loves the church. A as Paul 
starts this paragraph, this passage. He says, to all who are in Rome, who are loved by God. You see, beloved, our salvation is based on a love relationship with God Almighty. And that's why it's good news. In fact, I'm going to say this. If you remember anything, I would say to you, please leave here today knowing that you are greatly loved by God. And you might say, but you don't know what I've done, Pastor James. You don't know what, I, what, what I've gone through. You don't know what, how, how I've just done so many things. And I'll tell you this, um, that whatever you, done, whatever you have done, it was worth Jesus dying for you. You know, Jesus died for you because God loves you very much. And, and as Paul, as he was speaking to the church in Ephesus, he was talking to the leaders in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. It says this, he says, be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock. In other words, watch out for the church. Watch out for God's people, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. You were worth so much to God that he purchased you with his own blood. That's how much God loves you. That's how much he loves the church. As we think about all of God's people, we need to understand that God loves the church. Here's the second reason. His love calls us to love one another. Jesus fulfilled the, the, the law and he fulfilled every commandment that all of us in humanity are unable to do. The law is not here to save us because none of us can keep it. The law is like a teacher. It's, like, it's a tutor that teaches us that we're incapable of keeping rules and regulations. But Jesus fulfilled everything. He didn't come to abolish it. He came to fulfill it. And he gave his disciples one last commandment that never changes. And this is what he said in, in John 13, verse 34 and 35. He said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Can I tell you that, that uh, God's mandate for us is for us to walk in his love. The, the love that he gives to us, we reciprocate that to those that are God's people. That, that pe the world around us that are in, 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 I mean, just look at your social media. Just look at the, what we hear on the news. All of the hatred, all of the, the, the bickering, all the fighting, all of the injustice. The church is called to live a different way. The, the church is called to live in a way where, where we love one another, where we, where we love one another. Here, here's what I know for sure. I pray for the people that I love. I never leave my family out of my prayers. I never leave my daughter, my, my, my two sons. I don't leave my son-in-law out of my prayers. I don't leave my daughter-in-law out of my prayers. You know why? And especially my grandkids, because I love them. And, and, and God says, you need, to, you need to have that same kind of love for every brother and sister that you have in Christ. All of you who are called by the name of Jesus are brothers and sisters spiritually. We have all been born again into the family of God. 
And so we see that, 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 that Paul helps us to, to understand how important that is. This is I rem, he, he said, I remember you in my prayers at all times. I remember you, uh, church in Rome. I haven't even met you, but I remember you because I love you. I love you with the love of God. I, I was thinking about this. Why, why do we put praying hands on Facebook when someone is going through a difficult time? Isn't it because the love of God is working through us? The, the love of God leads me to, to use uh, my God-given gifts. Have you noticed that, that we, will, we will gift people with uh, the things that, 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 that we're blessed with because we love them? Think about the people that you give gifts to. Isn't it, doesn't it make them better? We, not too long ago, we... We were able to bless someone with a, with, with a wonderful gift, uh, w- one of our leaders here at the church, and, and, and uh, we, we, we sent him out. We, we discussed what we were going to be doing, and uh, when the elders came with that decision of, of being able to gift him with, with this blessing, uh, he came back in, and, and he was in tears uh, because he had been praying for this uh, for years, and he would have never been able to do uh, what the Lord had gifted him with without the gift that was able to come through our, our decision. And I'll never forget one of the elders said this to me. He said, isn't it always better to give than to receive? And so, so Paul helps us out. Paul talks about uh, how he wanted to, to use the gifting that God had given him so that he could be a blessing to the church in Rome. I love the, the way the message paraphrase puts it. He, it puts it like this. I so want to be there to deliver God's gift in person and watch you grow stronger right before my eyes. He's saying, I, I want to go. God is giving me an, an ability to preach the word and preach the word in power. And I want to go to Rome and I want to uh, preach and teach the word of God to you and be a blessing like I have in Ephesus, like I have in Corinth, like I have in all these other places uh, in, in, to the Colossians in Colossae. I want to be a blessing to you, but I also want to be there to impart some gifts of the Spirit. And let me say this to you, and this is important for you to grab a hold of. Strong, healthy churches are churches where people are using their God-given gifts. You need to, to know that, that, that God wants you to use the gift that he's given you. And we all have a gift. If you're, if you're a child of God, God has, God has imparted a gift into you. And, and as you begin to use it, you make the church stronger. You make the church healthier. You make the church better because it, it, it needs to be reciprocated. It's not like Pastor James is coming in, uh, into your, into your uh, homes every week and, and I'm imparting a, a gift that God has given me to, to preach the word. But it's, it's more than that. It's, it's everyone taking the gift uh, and, and, and being blessed by it and made stronger. But more than that, it's using the gift that God has given you to be a blessing to me as well to be a blessing to others uh, that you see. Uh, Again, the the message paraphrase puts it like this, but don't think I'm not expecting to get something out of this too. You have as much to give me as I do to you. So let me ask you a question. Do you love God? And I believe every one of you would say, yeah, I love God. 
Why aren't you using your gift? And maybe you are, but if you're not, why aren't you using your gift? Uh, do, you, uh, do you love me? Some of you say, I don't even know you, but if you, if you have the love of God in you, you're going to love your brother, your brother in Christ. I would say to you, please start using your God-given gift. Use it to be a blessing to others. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now of a dear friend of mine. Uh, we, we, we love each other, and, and, uh, and, and he is a born-again believer. We grew up together. Uh, him and his wife uh, have, have got, uh, they got the coronavirus, and, and they've been going through a difficult time, but he put out a video recently. He's got a big following on social media, and him and his wife put a video on, on the struggles that they've gone through through uh, this uh, COVID-19. And in this, he, he talks about how God has been his, his anchor, how God has, has been his, uh, his, helped him navigate through the difficulty that they've gone through. Both, they both shared, but they made the body of Christ stronger to know that no matter what we face, God is going to be with us. He used his gift. Here's the third reason that we love the church. God's love calls you to a new position. Do you notice that Paul didn't write to all those sinners in the church in Rome whom God hates because you don't know how to behave? Don't, and I thought about this. Don't people think about church this way? A lot of people that have never, that have never been to, to church, that have never been impacted by the love of the church, don't they think about church as a place that they're going to tell them how wrong that they live, and how bad that they are. But look at what Paul says. I, I love the way the New American Standard puts it. It says, To all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints. Th this calling, this is so important, is not to live like saints, but to live as saints. You see, if, if Paul would have put it, for us to live like saints, our position would be based on our behavior. But our position is not based on our behavior. It's based on what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. And what Jesus accomplished on, a on the cross is that he died and he bled for all of our sins. And his blood, his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's not what we do, it's what he's done. And so this love relationship that we have with God, this love relationship where we're born again into the family has to do with the cleansing that has been given through the atonement that Jesus Christ provides. He provides this cleansing. He changes our nature. We have a new nature. We have the righteousness of God. And we're going to see that play out as, as we're going through this series. But what I want you to know right now is we, we love the church because every person that belongs to Christ is a new creation. The former things have gone and the new things have come. And now they're walking in the newness of Jesus Christ. So, so we have this, this new position that we walk in. Paul put it like this as he wrote to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, he says, Even before he made the world, even before God created the cosmos, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. 
You see, God had a plan for James Reese before I even realized it. God, God had a plan for me. Uh, and his plan was to cleanse me from all the garbage that I was living in, from all the stuff, all the mistakes, all the, all the mistakes that I had done, all the mistakes that I make now, all the mistakes that I'll make in the future. God cleanses me. My position never changes. I am a saint. I'm a holy one, not because of me, but because of him. And you need to know that, beloved. And that's why we love the church. That's why we love God's people, because they're different. Here's the fourth reason that we love the church. God calls us to live at peace. The, the Apostle Paul, as he writes to the church in Rome, he says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when you, when you put your faith in Christ, you are justified. You are made right because of what he's done. Now, now, he knows what you've done in your past, and, and I guarantee that he knows what you're doing right now. And he even knows what we'll do in the future. I kind of talked about that. But more importantly, beloved, he knows what his son has done for you. And what he's done, well, this is good, what he's done is bigger than anything that you could ever do to mess up the relationship that you have with him. And that's where the peace of God comes into our life. Uh, later on in, in Romans chapter 5, I'm just going to touch on it right now. But later on, Paul writes, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. This is wonderful. This peace that we have with, <clears throat> with God because we've been justified that's so important for us to grab a hold of, that, that we have this, this new position, this, this new nature, this new relationship. But not only do we have peace with God. See, Paul is writing. I said this. He's writing to, to Jews, religious people. But he's also writing to the Gentiles. And, and, he's, and he's saying, I am going to, to, to bring this gospel to the Gentiles. I'm going to bring this gospel to the, to the Jews. And there's going to be a reconciliation. There's going to be a, a, a coming together, a merging of two groups that were, that were at, at enmity. They hated each other. Now think about it. And now there's, there's grace. There's unmerited favor that they found in God. And now there's peace that resides in them with God. But not only with God, but with each other. The devil will play havoc in our lives so that we are at odds with the church. The enemy will, will put all kinds of things in our minds. He'll, he'll let you uh, uh, really major on minors instead of majoring on the majors. He'll, he'll make you, uh, uh, he'll, he'll turn small things into big things so that there'll be no peace with the people that God loves, the people that we're called to love. And so we need to be aware of that that, that, that we love the church because we're called to be at peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And here's the fifth reason. God loves the church, and his love for the church stirs us to impact our world for Christ. We are the body of Christ, so everything we do reflects the sun. Everything that our hands set out to do, everywhere our feet take us, we reflect the, the goodness of Jesus Christ. In verse 8, Paul said, 
I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. The church in Rome had a reputation. When, when people talked about the church in Rome, they talked about their faith, the faith that they exhibited in Jesus. And, and here's a good question for us to ask ourselves. What, about, what are people saying about our church? What are, what are the people across the street? What are the people down the road? What are the people in the other communities? What are they saying about the church? Are we talked about uh, across the, the, the county? Are we talked about across the state? Are we talked about uh, nationally? Are we talked about uh, internationally when we do missions? Are we talked about that, that our faith is being reported to everyone that they talk about? That Living Word Chapel is doing wonderful things for the glory of God. We're not wonderful in ourselves, but we're doing wonderful things for the glory of God. That faith that we receive in Christ, that, that obedience of faith to, to, to let our, our, our words become action, to, to let our reading of the scriptures become uh, so embedded in us that we actually put feet to it. You see, God wants you to impact your world because Christ has impacted you. And he loves you. But you have to come to a place where you say yes to Jesus. You've got to come to a place where you welcome the love of Christ into your life. And with all the hate, with all the chaos, with all the things that are going on around us, here's the one thing that I know to be true, is that God loves you. God loves you so much, and, 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 he, and he invites you. He said yes to you when Jesus went to the cross. He said yes to you, and he desires to walk with you in every trial, every difficulty, everything that you're going through, and that you can have the love of God manifested in your life. And with all the fires that are going on, just like those hot shots, they're, they're stepping into the most uh, dire places. They're stepping into the most dangerous places. Jesus Christ came off of his throne and stepped into the most dark place, the most dire places. And he hung out with, uh, with the people that the religious leaders would never go around because he wanted to bring a salvation into their life. He came to, sick, to, to heal those who are sick, those who needed a physician. And Jesus said yes to you. And if you're at home right now, I want you to know that you can say yes to Jesus today. That you can welcome him into your life. You can welcome him into your heart. And it's as easy as A, B, C. It's as easy as, as, as knowing that, that, that it's a, it's, God has laid it all out for you in a way that is accessible to you. The A stands for admit that you're a sinner. We all have to come to the place that, that, that we acknowledge that our way is not the right way. Usually it only takes us getting up in the morning and uh, you know having a cup of coffee and, and, and taking a drive to understand, hey, I fall short of the glory of God, right? The B stands for believe in Jesus, to put your faith in someone greater than you. Someone who is greater, someone that's able to handle all the problems, all the issues that we go through. And the C stands for confess him as your Lord and follow him from this day forward. 
You confess the, the most important things in your life with your mouth. You, you can speak life or you can speak death. You can speak my life is, is horrible or you can speak my life is, 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 is getting better because I have God on my side. My life, I can see the sun because I have the son of God in my life. And so I invite you to say yes to Jesus. I want to pray a prayer with you. And it's a simple prayer. It's, it's just opening your heart and letting Jesus come in. And if, if, if this is you, just, just pray this prayer with me. God, I, I come to you today and I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Lord, I am, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to do my life in my own way. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm tired of trying in my own strength, Lord God, to overcome all of the issues that I face on a daily basis. And today... I'm opening my heart. I'm opening my heart up to you. Lord Jesus, I put my faith in you. I believe that, that you went to the cross and that, uh, that you died uh, for my sins. But not only that you died for my sins, but that you rose again on the third day. And so I confess to you today as my Lord. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. And I pray that you will guide me, that you will fill me with your Holy Spirit and lead me in a way that I can have victory in this life. So I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to just applaud you. We just want to say, way to go. Uh, there's, a, there's a party going on in heaven. The angels are rejoicing. There's excitement going on. And, and you need to know that God loves you very much. And you're going to see him come alongside. But not only does God want to come alongside you, but his church wants to come alongside you as well. We want to be a church here at Living Word Chapel that comes alongside, uh, not to judge you, not to condemn you, but to, to encourage you, to, to help you uh, and strengthen you through this, through this journey of faith. You need to know that, that, that uh, we can be here and uh, we, we love to be a part of what God's going to do in your life. So we rejoice with you. We thank God for you. And if it's not Living Word Chapel, there's a lot of wonderful churches in our area. Uh, if you're from out of state, there's a lot of churches out of state that, that you can find to connect to. And, and what you'll find is that God uh, has his people everywhere. And God's people are called to love one another. So God bless you. Uh, I pray blessings upon your week, and we love to hear from you. If you said yes to Jesus, we again put those emoji praise hands. We love to see that. Or just simply put, I said yes to Jesus today. And we're going we're gonna to celebrate and dance a cumbia with you. God bless you, and know that God loves you. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.